Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to sink our teeth into these beers. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are continuing our vampire trend and reading Bloodsucking Fiends by Christopher Moore. And starting with this beer that you brought, Nate, what is this? This is called Rigor Mortis by the Du Du Ciel Brewery in Montreal. This is an Abbey-style brown ale, 10.5% alcohol. Mother of God. Unfiltered, bottle-conditioned. Mmm. So does, I'm just guessing. I don't know any French, but does it mean like God in Heaven or something like that, that brewery name? God in Sky, yeah, something much. like that. Dude, is it Ciel? Is that how you say that? Like Ciel. Sky it's, God. it's God of, God, of, God of the Sky, God of Heaven. Is it pronounced Ciel? Is it? Ciel, yeah. Okay. They, they, it's, it's, the same, it's the same word for Heaven and Sky. They just give up so easy, those French. So brown ales, imperial brown ale, essentially, Abbey style. So I guess this is like a Belgian thing. I mean, it smells pretty good. This might be the best brown ale I've ever had, probably. It's one of the least appetizing names for a style of beer. Do you like brown flavors? Tastes like a good dose of brown. It's like when you go to the supermarket and you buy gravy, and they're like, well, there's beef gravy, there's pork gravy, there's chicken, there's brown gravy. Like, I don't really... I what went into the last night, thanks. What went into the brown gravy? <laughs> Made with authentic bits of brown. Uh, this does not, first of all, does not taste 10.5% alcohol. No. Uh, it's I, uh, pretty good. I really like this. This is this very is nice. Good. This is by far the best brown ale I've ever had. You don't see too many of them. It, do, it, do, it does taste like a brown ale, but like a little brighter, a little more kick to it. It's light. But it's, got, it's got that brown ale flavor that I can't quite yeah. distinguish it's, where it's just like, it's this tastes like a brown ale. definitely sweet. Mm-hmm. A little bit, yeah. Which is nice. It, I like it. I like it a lot. It is sweet, and but again, it does not taste its strength. Because if it did, you would probably think this was an imperial stout of some sort, or a barley wine. Barley wine, yeah, this, not, definitely not a stout. They managed to make this not fall into those categories. This could be. This could be like a, a heavy Belgian. Oh well, yeah, it's like a double or something. It is very good, very sweet. Props to you, Canada. You did something right. Nice. Much like I don't know what I was going to say. I forgot it already. Fuck it. Cut it. Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> I don't know much about him, but I hear he's a pretty nice guy. I think they were poutine some effort into this beer. Uh-huh. There you go. It's good, yeah. All right. Saved it. Pulled it out. Never. Just like I did with your mother. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> Blood Sucking Fiends is... When is it? It's from the late 90s? It's from the 90s, yeah. Late 90s, yeah. Um, so it is a vampire book by Christopher Moore, and if you've listened to our other Christopher Moore episodes, you would know that he writes comedy, parody, satire books. Mm-hmm. Though this one is much less comedy. It, there's still it's bits and pieces. It is still a, it is still a silly. There are some look z- at there vampires. are some zingers in there. Yeah, we'll get to those. I have thoughts on those. But it is. It's a silly book. It's not a serious book at all. No, not. At I all. was happy there was no pocket character. Mm, but there's basically True. Biff. Yes, it's basically Biff the whole book. Uh which so, is I would imagine Christopher Moore. Probably, yeah. The the Not writer who the hot lady. The I book, think yeah. I think the real Christopher Moore is probably more nerdy than Biff. Well, maybe it's like a Dan Brown thing. You know, he writes uh, what he, he wants to. Be. Uh, he's he's, he's close yeah, yeah. to uh, what, Biff what, what the fuck was this guy's name in the book? The dude. Uh, uh, C. Thomas Flood. C. Thomas Flood. Thomas Flood. He's, he's the, the writer who gets to bang the hot lady the whole book. So. She's the mm. smoking hot vampire girl that she. All right, we'll get to that. Yeah. So the opening scene, what this book beer has to do with. Jody is Jody is so okay. Jody is just a woman who works in an office. Does it say what she did? She does insurance, office online. work. She does office it stuff. Anyway, matter. she's just kind of like on her way home one day in San Francisco. They, this is all in San Francisco. Yeah, which a bunch of his books takes place in San Francisco. This book is basically like to me. It felt like a uh, a tribute to how weird San Francisco can be. Especially back in the nineties, with the emperor character, and the the emperor is in multiple books of his. No, is that right? Wasn't he in a dirty job? Shit, I read that a long time ago. I don't remember. I really liked a dirty job, but that's not this book. I I enjoyed that too. I don't remember that. So, uh, I remember Minty Fresh. Anyway, Jody is just on her way home, and she and she gets attacked, and she can't. So anyway. By this guy, she dragged into an alley, dragged into an alley, and like attacked, and then like beaten, and then. Somehow, Sucked. and then she can kind of tell that, and that also, like, in the guy, like, stuffs a hundred thousand dollars in her shirt, too, which is also very strange. Doesn't reverse really mugging, yes, it's reverse mugging, paying it forward aggressively. So she's like unconscious, and she wakes up, and she's like under a dumpster because that's what you do when you have a hundred grand cash, yeah, yeah. And then 
she's like under a dumpster and she manages to like, you know, push the dumpster over really easily and gets she's out. She's really her, strong. Her hand is like, which was sticking out under from under the dumpster was badly sunburned. Like, this is Charred. very, very strained. This is very, very strange. She doesn't know what's going on. She uh, calls 911, but this is clearly before 9-11. But um, there is like phone call. If you've been mugged, press one. If you've been raped, press two. Press as you go through multiple layers of like uh, telephone tree. Like do you think it really happened? What? Do you think it was really like that? No, no, no. I think it's it just wasn't. A that's, just a, that's just a joke because she yeah. literally just hangs up after going through yeah. like the fourth level of, of the thing. Anyway, so she's mm-hmm. like, uh-huh, this is not working. I'm just going to like stumble my way home and she's like, wait a minute, what is this? What else is money I have? Why do I have $100,000? That doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, she also, it's been like a day now, like a she, whole 24 hours, and she doesn't even realize right away. She goes home to her boyfriend. Her like, boyfriend's like, where have been you been gone where, for Where have you been forever. for a day and a half? And he's, he is the ultimate douche bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like an eye-banking scumbag. Who, yeah, and she's a serial monogamist who just lives with a series of boyfriends who are all shitbags. Yeah, she has to have somebody. But then she beans him in the head with a flower pot, right? She's Some kind of vase or pot, yeah. Knocks his shit out. With her super strength, yeah. Because now she's super strength. And she's like, this is pretty confusing, but this oh, guy's a douche, bro. Kind of dip. I, I might have well, killed him. Also, she, then she like drinks his blood. She's like, I needed it so much. Just a little bit of blood. Yeah. Because she's coming doesn't out kill of his him. head. There's a hole in his head now. Yeah, she, yeah. Doesn't, she doesn't suck his neck. She just sucks out of his head. <laughs> and then, She's a good girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And then what happens? <laughs> and then she decides to just basically just leave. Yeah, so I'll she, fuck him. She gets a lot better. Like she also she felt the need to drink the blood and then she like gets healthy again. She, all she heals really fast. She figures out she's a vampire pretty quickly. Yeah. In the yeah. scheme she, of things. Compared to does. the other vampire books you've read. And then basically runs to a hotel and then passes out for the day. Yeah. She just because then she wakes up. She's literally on the floor of the shower, and the water's been pouring over her for an entire day. Because she just pass, you just pass out when in, the sun comes in, up. In this version of vampires, uh, you fall into a coma every time the sun's up. Yeah, but she notices her hand is better—the burnt hand. It's but also, again. part of her hair is missing because the water from the shower has <laughs> like worn the, away her hair, eroded her head, <laughs> which is some pretty aggressive showering. She had it on. She had it on pulse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So then. Um, we meet our other there character. Was no basically. hot water left. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's for sure. Rigid. That's it terrible. was on. It was on for nine hours. Yeah. Oof, that's terrible. Um, but she can't feel cold. Yeah. Right. She, she doesn't can't feel, feel pain anymore. Or cold. She's, she's dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care. But she's she's figuring out. And then we meet our other dude. Another character who is uh, a writer. Of course, he's like he's like twenty. He's, he's like rube. nineteen or twenty. And he's from Indiana. He's from, this was actually kind of the funniest part of the book. He's from the town of Incontinence, Indiana. <laughs> I passed right over that. Honestly. And there's this whole section about how his father, well, his father who's nice like a factory, factory worker man. and is like really like afraid. Like the fourth generation factory guy. And his father's afraid that his son's not going to like grow up to be a man. And he, wants to, he wants to be a writer. And I was like, does that mean you're gay? I was like. No, pretty much. No, he, he I meets just, with the other friend, the father's other friends, the other middle-aged factory guys, and they're. Oh, no, it doesn't mean he's gay. It's yeah, fine. He, bring, he bring, you know, and he brings over the bowling team <laughs> to like t- try and talk about like an intervention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I just want to be a writer. So he some pretty self-aware writing decides to uh, anyway, move to San Francisco. Move to San Francisco. Yeah, and then he drives That's where there. Writers are it successful. says you have to. Uh, you have to suffer. His, doesn't his dad tell him like one of the friends? You can't so. you can't be a writer unless you suffer and live in a big city and be poor and really like suffer through shit to write about it. It's like that's weirdly progressive, not progressive, but like accepting and intuitive of a Indiana small town factory worker. Like, well, you can't be a good writer unless you really suffer for your art. Like, none of them would ever say that. That's also the kind of thing that somebody who watched one art documentary would say. <laughs> like, I heard you got to suffer for your art. That that guy wrote. That guy watched one art documentary. Maybe by accident. You know, he <laughs> fell asleep <laughs> watching like a bowling competition and then ingrained into his head while he was asleep. Yeah. It, like, uh, yeah. Anyway, so Thomas Flood, who decides to call himself C. Thomas Flood because he thinks that sounds more writery. Was uh, Flood even his real last name? I think, I think so. so yeah. yeah. So anyway, he decides to drive to San Francisco. When he gets to San Francisco, his car dies. Just like. Completely, like, pretty much explodes or catches on fire. 
right in front of right uh, right on the street, and he happens to be going through Chinatown in a in a Chinese dude, an old pimp, an old old guy is like, oh, you can come live. I won't do the voice. That would be bad. <laughs> but, Please don't do the voice. Anyway, but it was kind of written that way in the book. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you could come. Uh, you can live here. You can stay with us. I have a. I have a house. I have a. I have a bunch of rooms. So he puts them in a room with five Chinese guys. I think I have that DVD. <laughs> I forget what they're. Uh, they all have the same name. They were all right? the Wongs. The Wongs. They're Wong. all Wongs. And uh, none, of them, none of them were white. <laughs> what? <laughs> right and wrong. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. God damn it. Anyway, and so... And Chinese. First part of the book, he's wondering why every day when he wakes up, there's a flower on his... Somebody puts a flower on his bed, on his pillow. He's like, this is weird. It's just like five Chinese dudes. What, what is going on? Anyway, so that's why I got this beer. Oh, my God. This sounds ridiculous. This is a ridiculous beer. Have this you had one of these already? No. This is oh, boy. I got it. It's called Kung Pao. It is 11% alcohol, and it is an imperial stout brewed with chili powder, ginger powder, Szechuan pepper, sea salt, and peanut extract. This is by Stillwater, by the way. This could be incredible, and it could be a fucking nightmare. I tell you, I've recently gotten into Szechuan food. Like, I've had Chinese food forever. Spicy. I like like spicy food, you know? Uh, We grow fucking ghost peppers and scorpion peppers in my house because we like spicy food that much, and then... So I was like, oh, you should try the Sichuan place. And I was like, that's Chinese food. Like, no, 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 it's different. I was like, oh, really? I'm an idiot. It is different. And it's fucking, I fucking love it. I, I like the feeling of my mouth dying. It, everything they eat is just coated in hot peppers. Yeah, it's fantastic. They're like, you know, in most things you cook, a hot pepper is, a, is, an, is like a little thing. You sprinkle a little in. Here it's a significant component Here is of it meal. like you put other stuff in with hot peppers. Yeah. It is the main ingredient. And it's awesome. Anyway, so I'm I'm excited, excited about this. It doesn't smell spicy. I do smell a little peanut on the on the nose there. Hmm. I don't get any spice at all. I get a little bit. There's a little in bit. the back back of your throat kind of yeah. spice, like what, you, what your mother's used to. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, it's good thing the next beer is for your mother. It's the Fromunda's beer. Oh yeah, she's used to that. Maybe we'll go Fromunda. It's definitely got a little spice to it. It's minimal, though. You know, the, the but I mean, spice doesn't survive cooking. That's a problem sometimes with like well, like that's why like, you put eighteen hundred peppers in there. Yeah, I'll give you some peppers that'll survive. I mean, I cooking. guess it does. I, I spoke that wrong. That's dumb. Spike absolutely survives cooking, but yeah. sometimes sometimes I've had like leftovers, and if I like microwave it, the spice is all gone. I think I think they're brewing. I don't know what it does to that. It, it also it all depends on when you put it in the process too, right? Like yeah. if you were to essentially dry hop it with hot peppers, it'd be a nightmare. It'd be intense. I wonder, I don't think Finbex, I mean, they've done stuff with peppers occasionally, but they don't do anything like it's really hot. Should see if we can get them, like, give them a whole pile of hot peppers from the farm. I know, I know they make, like, a... You like, know, <sighs> we need to give them a good name to go with it. Yes. That will help them. Ass burner. <laughs> I mean, you would need to give them uh, way more than you could physically produce. You have no idea how many we grow. No, no, but you grew, those but the giants. But you also do, you don't, if, I mean, if you're putting sc- Trinidad scorpion peppers that are... Two million Scoville units that when you cut it, your eyes hurt instantly. Yeah. You don't need a lot of them because other unless you want to make a stunt beer that burns, you know, your retinas like when you when the sun yeah, hits it. Like I've I've had like uh well, like jalapeno margaritas. No, so I once I, I I don't I mean I don't know what I watch on YouTube, but I saw this YouTube video <laughs> that got recommended to me of this guy. He like literally just taste test stuff, and somebody sent him a like home brewer sent him a beer. That was brewed with like hundred thousand Scoville like chilies, and the guy Carolina the, Reapers, that, uh, whatever, whatever the hottest pepper was at the time. So probably, it probably the scorpion it's, it, or the just a couple years ago uh, now. Reaper. But anyway, the guy's like, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try it, and he just opens it. It's one bottle. It's like one like beer bottle, and so he opens it, and he immediately like he is dying. His face is red. His like eyes are puffy, and he's like vomiting because it's oh, yeah. so spicy. So can be done. That or the guy was faking it, but I doubt it. Nobody, no, it nobody could fake it that. It can be pain. done. There's a lot of different videos of people doing eating those things, like or the chili eating contests. Um, do you know Mac Mac Lethal, the rapper guy? He he's the guy who did like yeah. the, I'm gonna rap 27 different rapper stuff. He did the thing where I'm gonna rap while eating the hottest peppers in the world. And he starts and he takes a bite and he's like, "Oh, I'm eating the peppers." And then the music. It's fucking. And he's trying to like spit the way he's so fast and he raps like I can't even pretend to do what he's doing. But he's like, "Oh god!" And then it cuts and he's just throwing up. 
in a sink, just like, oh, God, emptying <laughs> out. And he's crying, his nose is running. He's like, I'm going to try again. I'm going to take another <laughs> bite. And it's just brutal what those, if you were not, even if you're used to very, very hot food, that in, it's like getting maced. It's, yeah. I mean, definitely make mace out of. Yeah. It's like <laughs> this is mace. Yeah. Bear repellent. Have you guys seen <laughs> the, the interview series Hot Ones? I have, yes. Oh, yeah, when they eat the, the hot ones. I've only pro- seen They eat progressively hot wings. Like, the last one is crazy. Uh, and, you know, like, they had, like, a bunch of, like, famous people on there, like, Gordon Ramsay just eating them. He's like, fuck you, fuck you for doing this to me. Yeah. <laughs> and he, the he, best one, I've only seen a handful of them, but the best one was uh, Bobby Lee. The, he's oh, the comedian guy? Comedian guy. Actually shits himself <laughs> during the interview because he eating so hot. He's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> he's like, I, I just, I just shit myself. And he's like, he has no shame, so he could just he will admit to it that he did. But <laughs> well, this to get us back this on is track, not spicy, doesn't capture any of the scheme that. of it. It's, it's, it's pretty good though. I it, like it. it. It is like a tiny bit spicy, more on the aftertaste than the than the. Yeah, it's, all, it's entirely aftertaste, but it, this is a good beer. That being, yeah, that being, I was going to say, if someone just said, here is an Imperial Stout, I'm like, this is actually pretty nice. I like is this. this. Which one is it? It's, an, it's a nice Imperial Stout, and there's a little bit of spicy bit on the back end. I, I, I would recommend this to anyone. I get a note of peanut, for sure. Props to you, Stillwater, artist anal. <laughs> We've definitely made that joke several times, and it never gets old. Nope. Um, also, you know, people spell it wrong on the sheet every time. Well, speaking of artist anal... <laughs> It turns out the Chinese yeah. guys are leaving the um, flowers there because they want to marry C. Thomas Flood. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they find out people in San Francisco are gay married. And, and like, if they I marry someone, I'll, I'll get a green yeah, card. Exactly. Yeah. Though it was the 90s and that wasn't a thing. The gay marriage thing? You I, can't get a green card because the federal government didn't recognize gay marriage back in the day. Oh. Back in the 90s, no. Yeah, there was, uh, it was not really, a thing. I mean, I know there's been weird sort of non-binding marriages in various states for a long there, time. There were. There, I mean, there was gay marriage in states, but you could not get a green card because um, the federal government didn't legalize it until Obama in, what, 2010, 2011? Well, yeah. some states had. But, but it but wasn't in states had it, but you could not be, you could not get a green card. So that the whole the plot line was not yeah. real. There's a lot of that in this book. I mean, that was the most scrutiny. unrealistic part of this whole vampire mm-hmm. book. Vampire <laughs> <laughs> so, Precisely. So yeah. then he gets he needs to get a job because you know being a writer who doesn't actually do much writing. He, he does never, almost he, no writing. He, yeah, he does no writing in the whole. He just likes the, book. he likes the idea of writing yeah. and having books and like having an, on like a nice library with shelves more than actually writing. Nope. I don't think he writes at all. He 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 writes he works on a short story at one point and it's it's pretty terrible but I think it's on on purpose. Yeah. Uh, so he has to get a job. And this is the part that I actually thought got, took took significant umbrage with when he gets a job working at the supermarket. Safeway. Oh yeah, no, no, that was totally ridiculous. The night, the night yeah, crew. Yeah, the night crew. Because I've worked at a supermarket for four years in college. That is not how it works. So he gets a job no. because of the emperor. Who? Okay, we should tell about it. The emperor is a crazy homeless man. Yeah, mm-hmm. with who, two who dogs. dogs. I forgot what their names were. Peanut or something. No. Uh, Boomer. Bartleby. Uh, I think, yeah, one of them is Boomer. Uh, okay. It was like Boofer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it means he farted. Poopai and Popeye. Uh, whatever their names were. They, they, he's a homeless guy who like, wanders around, and everyone's, oh, it's the emperor. And he's like, I'm the emperor of San Francisco. And, like, That's and protectorate, protector of Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but people in the city know that he's, this homeless guy that they see is named he's the like, emperor. He's like the guy they have in San Francisco currently, who's like the, what's called the Bushman. No, I don't, don't know that character. This. You know this guy? He, uh, he just holds two uh, branches full of leaves in front of his face. It's on a chair. He'll walk by. He goes, ma! And he like moves his face. He moves the bush out of the way. <laughs> and he's like a famous, crazy homeless person. Because I think... Okay, I just happened to be looking at Wikipedia, and I'm just looking at the oh, webpage what for Blood-Sucking Fiends. And it's, it's literally the entire thing is one paragraph, oh, it's, so it's it doesn't noth- say... It's nothing at all. There's a link to... The emperor. the emperor, which is in quotes. Apparently, this was a real guy. Uh, Joshua Abraham Norton, uh, 1818 to 1880, was known as Emperor Norton, was a citizen of San Francisco who proclaimed himself Emperor of uh, Norton I, Emperor of the United States in 1863. He took the secondary title, Protector of Mexico. Well, it worked for, Napoleon it worked for Napoleon to do it. Yeah. You, know? mm-hmm. you just got to own it. You just got to own it. Yeah, you fake it till you make it. So apparently, this is, I mean, 
kind of based on a real person. But, but he's a crazy homeless person. But people in the city are like, oh, thank you, Emperor. He's like a fixture of the city. Yeah, and he knows yeah. what the goings on, and, um, and, and that's helpful for our plot at several points. That he kind of like, hey, they're hiring for a new night supervisor at Safeway. He's a facilitator of plot. Yeah, big time. Serving so, up MacGuffins hot and fresh. There are some so like, he goes to Safeway, and there, he is a champion turkey bowler. <laughs> so, yeah, he lies on his application and pretends that he was you know, a manager of some other bullshit somewhere else. Because so it's back in the day when there was no functional internet for regular people, or like, you couldn't check up on someone like, It's not on my list, I serve. worked in a grocery store. I was like, did you? Yes. I did a lot of grocery-ing at night, oh, too. it's a shame they closed down. So you can't call anyone. <laughs> anyway, about so it. this is totally not realistic, but there are t- there's a whole crew of like n- night people, uh, the people who work the night shift at the r- oh. at the what grocery store, nickname? but they the just shifts. stock the shelves. The animals. The animals. But they you. they're called the animals, and they're they do some like very funny. They like, do almost no work. It's, they, it's as if they could do all of their eight hours of work in forty five minutes, and which then might they, be a little true actually. And then they just like play games and like. But wildly destructive games oh, where yeah. they're bowling with frozen turkeys into um, nine drugs. Destroying like electrical systems and the counters. Yeah, and, and, and food and eating relentlessly. So I worked at a supermarket and the night guys were all older dudes. Um, but they were the, they, and they definitely did the same thing where they, it's, oh, it's eight hours, but it's really four hours of work. Cool, we'll do all that and then we'll sit in the break room for four hours because we finished. And our supervisor's cool with it because we got everything done. So, but 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 you cannot fuck up the shit. Like supermarkets have such a low, and they have a lot of cameras. They have a very low profit margin. Yeah, less than one percent. So when you're, I mean, certain things they are losing actively losing money by selling it. Like milk and eggs are often are are loss leaders. They're throwing a frozen turkey that's several dollars per pound, and just fucking up shit. Like that is not. How they would be fired instantly. Also, yeah. if he mm-hmm. if he lied about being a, a supermarket guy, how would he know about turkey bowling to begin with? Uh, yeah, here's the, and the other his thing. His father about, was a bowler, bowler. But he's like, is, yeah. he, he hasn't like do he, path But then he, and he arrived like I'm here for the job. He's like, do you bowl? He's like, I bowl with a Purdue honey. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. yeah. Like, oh, of course. I do a butter bowl thirteen. Butter bowl, yeah, 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 whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. The, the other thing I thought was, was his his character shifts dramatically. So when he's with Jody or anyone else, he's this fucking doe-eyed fuck moron. Yeah. He's like, I just want to be a writer, guys. And then he I hangs out fuck with a hot lady. And he hangs out with the animals, and he's the coolest dude. He's like, I'm fucking bowling, and we're gonna aside do from whippets. a cowboy guy. <laughs> oh yeah, what was his name? Um, the, the coxman. Yeah, the, the bullshit dude, the I leader. Don't remember. Yeah, he was dumb. Uh, he, was. He, he gets irrelevant pretty anyway, soon. So no, he, the, his he goes, first night. First night shift, they're just like doing the the supermarket thing, and Jody shows up because she's she's, she's finally awake again because it's nighttime again. So she's walking around wondering like, how am I gonna like do stuff uh, because I can't do anything during the day. So I need somebody. I need to find someone who will, like do my day things for me. She figures out the logistics of being a vampire within two days, yeah. which is impressive. So I need to find somebody who can rent me an apartment so that I can stay during the day. And so she's... Anyway, she's just kind of she walking needs, around. She's a, a familiar. And was it Simon? Was that his name? Simon. Simon. First, the... Uh, one of the other uh, supermarket night shift guys like tries to hit Simon. on her. The, the cock, the guy yeah, is like, the, he's the cool, he's banged he's everybody. The cool, the, the cool dude, meanwhile, who was lying, but um, yeah. he was the, he, he was like, the walk. he was definitely uh, lying, but he tries to hit on her, and she's like, ooh, no, go away, and then C. Thomas Flood uh, goes up to her and says, oh, I, I'm sorry about him. Can but I take hi, you hi, what's out? your name? But uh, hi, I think you're, I think you're very pretty. So he's like, oh, okay, wait, do you have a, you have a job here? Oh, okay, let, let, let's, let's go out on a date tomorrow night. I'm like, Oh, okay, great. Which up to that point, I'm like, you know what? Fine. Yeah, she's gonna. She's a hot, hot piece of uh, ass, apparently, and she's a vampire, so she could do with the goddamn shit she wants. You abuse this stupid guy, but then she's like, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him some really good sex and fuck him all the time, and it's gonna be nice for him, mm-hmm. as opposed to what usually happens in these kind of relationships in the real world. Not with the vampire part, but the hot chick just strings along <laughs> some dopey guy. For yeah. the for the for the potential 
promise of an opportunity to maybe smell her panties. You know, like that, that you don't get anything out of the deal. That was another part that goes, that happened so quickly. And she's like, hey, here's a nice yeah. guy. It's a very works. accelerated timeline. It's like, hey, he works at the supermarket. He's going to go uh, put down the safety deposit for me on this apartment. I'm going to suck his dick. And we're going to be an item now. And that's really yeah. what happens. Pretty much. Like, he yeah. goes out, he finds an apartment. It was very important that he find an apartment with no windows in the bedroom. Like, okay. Because we're into kinky shit. <laughs> He's like, all right. And then, so Pegging. by the next night, pretty much, uh, by <laughs> literally, by the next night, they, like, go out to a nice restaurant. Which, and she doesn't eat anything, because she doesn't eat. Much like in um, Salem's Lot, the, the vampires couldn't eat. Also Dracula. Keep anything down. Yeah, they can't. You can't have any food or... You just say, ah, food, yuck, only blood, please. Yeah. And then he's like, well, that's convenient because I don't, I don't eat the cat either. He's young. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's never seen one before. Very selfish. He's in Indiana. They don't do that down there. Up there. It's up a form there. of sodomy. That's, that's like the north. <laughs> Where the fuck? This book's stupid. I don't care. It is. This book is stupid. stupid book. <laughs> uh, so anyway, <laughs> finally, so, oh, so he rents her. So they have the date and it's like, okay, will you, and it's like literally, the, he's 24 hours like, will you move in with me? Oh, okay. I have plenty of money, so he thinks like, "Oh my God, this is amazing." I mean, logistically, if you were on your own in a city, you were living in a dorm room with five middle-aged Chinese men who ask, and a hot them. lady says, "You can stay with me forever." Be like, "Okay." Yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah. it's it's silly, but you know what? In the scheme of things, it makes sense. And he's getting his dick wet. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's apparently really, really hot, a hot redhead. Yeah, which is an uncommon thing. But also, I mean, like, very her day-to-day life was unaffected because she can't go out in the sun, so. Yes. <laughs> and I'm forgetting what happens next. Uh, well, then, basically, the it's, she, she realizes at some point the guy... They're learning, they're learning the rules about being a vampire. But the guy who made her a vampire is lurking around. He's, you know, a master vampire. He you know, has a graduate degree. And he is lurking around, and he kills some bums and leaves it about around her he apartment. snaps a lot of necks. And she drinks some bum blood and gets, you know, bum AIDS or something. <laughs> then she but she can't get AIDS because vampires have a very strong immune system. <laughs> in, in this book, they, yeah, they, they can't that, get blood. Actually, they AIDS get... is specifically referenced. And they bring up AIDS a lot. And then she realizes that this guy has kind of done this to her on purpose. And he, he tells her things. Like he calls her at some point. Okay, hey, you're not immortal. He tells her that at one point. He gives her a phone call. You can still you can killed. still die. You can be killed. Something like that. Yeah, he it, it becomes. We learn as the reader. He is he has done this more or less as a, as a form of entertainment for himself. He tries to make a friend. No, he doesn't want to make a friend. He wants to watch and see how long it lasts. So well, he has tried. He has tried to make friends before, but they never last. What? Because he doesn't actually help them. Oh yeah, no, he's a bad he, friend. He, he this is this is the part where so uh, since this book was written in the mid nineties, it is sort of. Um, it, it's about it's based interview, on the show Friends. interview with a vampire, and in fact, oh, there's yeah, a yeah. part in the book where he, where you know, where C. Thomas Blood is reading interview with the vampire and says, "Oh yeah, it says here vampires can blah 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 blah." Uh, but like, this can is you where turn into a mist. He's like, I can't turn into mist like, right now. I don't, I don't know. But Bob um, squirt. <laughs> this is sort of the plot of interview with the vampire, where like the older vampire makes the newer vampire, and it's just like, see, look what happens. And, you and, must follow me now. And just like the other vampire books, he does the thing of, let me learn everything about vampires by going to the public library wow. and going to the card catalog and pull up vampire books, and now I'll be an expert, because that's how it works. Yeah. It's supernatural. There's not a lot things. of nonfiction vampire books, so. True, but, <laughs> but he could somehow plow through all the vampire books, like, now I, know, I understand vampires now. Let like, me can help you, do you this? Jody. Can you do this? Can you do this? Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, she can't turn into fog. She can't turn she, she, she control She can dogs. cross running water because she takes showers. <laughs> that's what they said. It's like, can you cross running water? Like, I took a shower. Like, well, then you're fine. Right, because that's also how it works. it's revealed later that the guy lives on a boat. So, it's, oh yeah, he, he was fine. Yeah, so the running water thing never made much sense to me. I don't. Know. I don't understand why don't that's understand a rule that at all. Means. Unless it's like a it's just a ferryman told it's, it's kind a of thing. Like, they have a fear of bridges. Up. Yeah, they don't like bridges. They, they just they just. You know, it's bad enough if the water carries you. They want someone steering the ship too. Yeah, it's it is what it is. And um and um stuff happens. Like beers. Good transition. <laughs> <laughs> you can record a better water. That's yeah. fine. Nope, that's good enough for <laughs> me. No, it's, it's okay. And they have a beer. They have a beer, yeah. Because he works at a supermarket. Beer this there. is called Devil's Hop Yard. Oh, they're also like polishing off beers at that supermarket. You cannot get away with that. No. 
Let's stupid. Yeah. It's not meant to be a serious book. Well, I'm like tripping. Okay, sorry. It's not meant to be a that's serious book, said. so I didn't mind. Uh, okay, this is a Made double so dry wet. hopped Imperial New England style IPA. Uh, 8.6% alcohol. Ooh. There's like a comic book on the can. It's a lot going on there. Yeah, that's intense. Not going to read that story. I already read this book and it was shitty. Spoiler. <laughs> that's actually really nice. Devilishly hobby experience. Oh, that's... that's Ooh, that's really good. I like that. that is what brewery is this again? Did I say that? Yeah, I don't recognize that art or anything. It's not that that logo right above the devil. Connecticut Valley. Maybe we had some by them. We've had know. we've had a bunch of that. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of the literally. I mean, I maintain the I maintain the list so I can say we have we've had a, a bunch of Connecticut Valley shit. What's our yes, numbers up to right now? We're we pro- at this at this point we're about at eight hundred. Jesus something. Christ. Yeah. But Connecticut Valley, they, they, we've, we've only got a paid bunch. for most of them. I couldn't tell you what they were, but I know we have had them. Oh my God. But this is very nice, yeah. I wonder if anyone would actually give a shit to see if we put that on our website. Uh, These are all the beers. Maybe one day. Most no. of them are. Most of them, unfortunately, are not are not no, memorable. Good, no. I mean, a lot of them are good, but in the scheme of them, it's you know it's impossible. Uh, anyway, so this beer, yeah, it's pretty nice. It is nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. Could just be because I've been polishing off this Kung Pao. <laughs> just going to town on it. That uh, this Kung is Pao a nice change of pace. But yeah, it's, it's nice and um, nice and flavorful. Yeah, it, it does have a bit of a, it, it. You know, this it's a New England thing. It's pretty damn clear. Well, not clear, clear, but it's not the foggy thing I'm used to, where it's it looks like turbid lake water. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's where it's turbid lake water. That's that's the name of my band. It sounds like a very <laughs> it sounds like a very British man. Uh, they opened up for hello. Um, I'm turbid lake water. Turbid lake water opens up for Bon Iver. The bon- third. <laughs> this is um. Oh, it's Bon Iver. Bon Iver. All right, turbid lake water is a is the lamest. Native American. That <laughs> guy always he, turbid. He did not lead his people to freedom in the slightest. No. It's like, let's just sit here and chill out till he things just, settle he, out. He just turbed it up. <laughs> turbed down for what? So it is um, it is a sweeter thing than the average IPA, but it is not the cloudy, you know, foggy monster. I'm, it's, I'm an interesting, it's an interesting midpoint. It's just, you know, the IPA world, and every brewery makes not just an IPA anymore, but Five Dozens. to ten. I mean, fuck, man. Fifty to twenty. So like Finback or McKellar OIC or these other local brewers, and I, I bet it's the same wherever you live, actually, if you have a decent brewery nearby. They might make a new IPA every week. They might make two, like, was it? A couple, more. A couple yeah. of weeks ago, Finback had three new IPAs. On a, and like, it's a Friday. Here's some beers. Three IPAs. And then the next week, another one. And the week before, like, people churn out IPAs. So, I don't know. It's It's... It's an interesting, interesting time to be an IPA fan. It's hard for them to. It's just, just very hard for them to stand out, though, and hard for them to be special when you have so many, you know, as us alcoholics do. So then, what happens in the book? So at this point in the book, Jody goes out to try and like hunt the like older vampire, and somehow like doesn't make it back home, and then he like drags her into a basement. Yeah, no, and then who knows the emperor. Wait, drags her into at like so it, uh, and a little bit later when uh at some point when Jody finally does make it home after like having to hide out one day I think the emperor like rescued her he like pulls somehow, her into a warehouse into a warehouse so she's not caught, caught out during the day and he's also by the way hunting the vampire yeah he figures it out before anyone else besides Jody I guess but he just sounds like a crazy homeless man yeah he, when his dogs were uh, pots and pans and garbage can lids as armor against the vampires. And everyone's like, that's cool. Just, you know, stay away from him. Here's a dollar. Don't breathe through your nose. <laughs> and, he... and, and one of the dogs, like, goes nuts whenever Jody's around because the dog can tell that she's unhuman and stuff like that. So the emperor just puts him in a pocket. Like, he's like a tiny little dog. So he just, like, puts him, like, He's got a regular-sized dog and a tiny dog. Yeah. Puts the tiny dog away. Like a <laughs> terrier or a fucking something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so uh, at some point, then... Jody gets back home. Oh, but during one day, all the supermarket guys, they go and just, like, party all day cause at, at, the, at the apartment. Because this is what you do when you make minimum wage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of drugs during the day and wake up in time to go to work at night hungover. They drink heavily. And then at one point, Flood, see Tom's Flood, decides w- w- during the day that he's, like, kind of 
tired of Jody. Like she's being it's annoyed. It's been several days. It's been like it's been like a week or something like that. He puts her in a freezer. Well, he buys the deep chest freezer for the bum across the street. They find a dead bum that the uh, the other vampire kills, mm-hmm. and Jody's like, "Oh, you gotta you gotta bring that in here because they're gonna figure out this is like the second I think of dead it like a bum big juice box." Here. Well, no, she's like, this is the second one. People are going to come looking around here. There's already cops. There's two cops. I forgot their names. They're looking around for who's killing the homeless people and stealing their blood, as you know, you do. And they're going to be brought to this apartment. You've got to hide that bum, bum body. So he <laughs> buys a chest freezer from you know, P.C. Richards or whatever he does, and he dumps the body in there, and then he, he, that's sitting in their apartment with a bunch of like TV dinners on him and ravioli or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's like every show where they try to hide a body. So, puts, puts the body in the freezer, but then, after the body's been in the freezer for, like, a bit of a day, the police show up at his apartment and search the place, and, of course, they find two bodies in the freezer. Well, so he put Jody in there for some reason. He put Jody in there, so he's like, hey, he's kind of, like, just tired of her. If she's asleep, it's to sneak out and do something. Yeah, it's it's going to go out on a date with the cashier with big boobs. Yes, but also Jody was going to meet the Asian medical student who has a cure for vampirism, who figures out who she is. And how to solve being a vampire, even though he's like an undergraduate pre-med student. He's just one of those nice, rare scientist guys. Yeah, he's like, I've been studying it with a Petri dish and a pipette, and I figured out how to get rid of being a vampire. Come meet me at 7 o'clock on this corner. And she doesn't show up for that because she's in the freezer. That's what happens. He puts her in the freezer, so he's like, hey, uh, if she just woke up, you know, in the morning, it'd be one thing. But if she missed a day or two, she wouldn't even know. So yeah, I'll she freeze her. Mm-hmm. She'll be fine. Yeah, that's his thought process. Anyway, that's how it works. During that day, oh, you could say that was she cooler then? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty. You cool. could say. That. I would think being put in a freezer would make you would make one cooler. Pretty cool. This is Surf Cooler from Finback. Oh, yeah, I knew we'd find a connection for this. The sour ale with pineapple, cherry, pear, and orange, and on the bottom it says Chabra. <laughs> Are you ready for this pear, Michael? Pear of what? He's nuts. My thoughts so. <laughs> on. So Spinback does a ton of IPAs and a lot of stouts, and sours is probably the third biggest thing they make, as, as far as what I end up drinking, at least. But this one... I, definitely hip. I really, really liked this one because it was not too tart. It's a summer beer, um, and that's where I picked it up originally. It is not it tastes, so... It tastes like juice. Yeah, it does. There's so much fruit in there, and the sour level is not as high as it could be. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. actually yeah. sour. It's tart. It's tart, yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we revisit it's, this often. It's fine, but I'll say this, I, this, I don't want any more of that right now. But this doesn't need the two sip thing, you know. No, this tastes more like just like juice. It's nice. I like I, it. I like it too. Not bad. I don't think I can taste all those other things. No, they kind of all blur together. It tastes like fruit but, juice. Mm-hmm. It's a little uh, tutti frutti uh, Hawaiian punch kind of thing happening. Yeah, but just I dig it. General, the idea of fruit, the flavor. And this big next part of the book is like a lot of things happen. Things happen, yeah. So Flood is being like, in, uh, you know, being grilled by the police, and he tells them, "Oh yeah, I met this girl. She's a vampire," and literally tells the police exactly what happened. But of course, they don't believe him. Well, one of them kind of does. But one of them is like, he's he's so fucking crazy. He's hesitant to it admit it. Might be true. But that's like, aren't they? They're also kind of silly. One's the like the hard cop, but who's also very gay. <laughs> yes. Right? He's like, uh, he's, he's the bad hard cop in more than one way. He's, well, sometimes, yeah. He's very tough, and he's like, yeah, hey, my partner here wants to help you out, but I don't want to. I want to fuck you in the butthole. But he's, like, really intense. And yeah, the whole, the whole like, old gay... Old-school 80s cop movie The gay thing, thing yeah. felt, like, shoehorned in to make him more of a, a, more of a character than just Absolutely, just so the cop. other cop was different in some way. Yeah, like, oh, and he's, and he's gay! Like, okay. But aren't they gay together? Oh, no, no, no. no, one no, has no. A, but they, like, are buddies, and they open... Something weird happens at the end. Like, they open up bread and breakfast or something stupid. Uh, I think they do open, they quit, and they do something else. But they anyway, do something stupid. Um, I don't remember that part, but uh, sure, why not? Well, what's gayer than that? <laughs> a bed and breakfast with a man, you know. Which this isn't the first book we've read recently where uh, we read something else where they talk about going to a bed and breakfast run by two gay men. Was that the Goldfinch? I can't even remember where that was. It was not the Goldfinch. Not the Goldfinch. The, everything in the world happened in the Goldfinch. It could have been the Goldfinch. That that did it was not. not. It wasn't Dracula. Probably wasn't Twilight. No, it wasn't Twilight. So the one of the cops is like, who the fuck would say that? Like, that is just so crazy. You wouldn't ever say that. So maybe it's true. Meanwhile, logical night flow comes, of thought. 
And then Jody, who wasn't, of course, is a vampire, not actually dead. She actually like wakes up on the slab in the coroner's office while her. the guy is trying to fuck her. Yeah, he's licked her foot, sucked her toe. But then he has a heart attack when she sits up with his dick out, and she puts his dick away, so no one knows that he was a corpse fucker. She's she's and then she's, she leaves. She's giving. Yeah, yeah, and then she leaves, and then she goes, and then at this point, for the rest of the book, they're just kind of stupid thing. So anyway, well now it turns uh, into they got to hunt down the mean vampire. Hunt, hunt down the other vampire and then like there's this thing, and there's that thing. And uh, they rope all the spoiled animals into doing it who yeah. immediately join in and it becomes special needs lost boys. You know that movie from the 80s Lost Boys? Yeah, it's yeah. like that. We're like, oh, we got It's basically the Goonies hunting vampires. Yeah. This is like the Lost Boys, but they're really stupid. A lot of them refuse at first, but then someone decides to do it, and they're like, all right, cool, whatever. Well, the other, the animals all have very thin personalities. There's the one guy who's the born Everyone's and Christian. Everyone's got a gimmick. Uh, the guy who's the, the failed college athlete. There's one guy who is Asian. The one guy who's that's black his, or something. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, really, it's pretty thin. And they all are. And we're going to use a sword. I say the only time in the book, I know it's a comedy book, the only time I actually laughed while reading it was a scene with the animals. I think it's around this point or one of the moments where they're hanging out outside of their, their shift, you know, the, the store waiting for something. And they're, sh- they're like throwing things in the air and shooting them with an with a air rifle or something. And the um, that manager keeps poking his head. I was like, what was that? And they're like, oh, some car drove by. It just backfired. And they're like, oh, all right. Yeah. And they keep doing it. He's like, I just saw it. It was a 72 Pinto with a stuffed gerbil on the, on the, on the uh, antenna. And I thought that, that was so silly to be funny. But they, at that's some, the at, only value they had. At was, some was point, for uh, the lady vampire kills Simon because she's like, hey, He's got the make me into a vampire because I've got full-blown AIDS. And she's like, uh, no, dude. I don't like, I'm going to shoot you with a gun. She's like, I'm going to break your neck. And then she does, and then it's over. You, I don't want to drink your blood, dude. That's how you got AIDS. Yeah. I don't really want to get in That's that. That's not how this works, well, honey. This is where it's just like Interview with the Vampire, where in um, presumably we will have done that episode already. Maybe you drink Dead Man's Blood? The guy giving the interview at the very end, oh, he's yeah, like, yeah. turn me into a vampire. And after literally telling the whole story about how really awful it's and terrible. just mind-numbingly terrible it is, he's like, make me into a vampire. Anyway, same thing in Twilight. Why didn't, why didn't you make me into a vampire? You know, that's like kind of a theme, though not really in the original Dracula. No, nobody but wants other, to be a Dracula vampire. Other Dracula things or other vampire things like, oh, turn me that's into because, a vampire. That's because in the, real, in the original vamp- Dracula, women weren't capable of independent thought. I think it's that's, a more modern yeah. sense. I think it's a more modern thing, though, to want well, to escape it, it, the it, it, it was more of a, awfulness of life. Because in the Dracula, it was more of a religious thing, where it was like that was totally unholy and against the God. Yeah, it's your and soul. And that doesn't, that doesn't exist in the rest of these. Which like Renfield, like, I know I don't want a soul. Yeah. I want to eat a cat full of birds, full of <laughs> ants and... And it's like a turducken mice, of, yeah. of mice. <laughs> uh, I think that's a modern thing. They're like, oh no, this is the, this exists. The lure is not of fun. immortality. Yeah. But anyway, Jody does not give him he turn him into a vampire. She, she kills him. Neck. She just kills him. Yeah. And then she blames the other vampire for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody questions. Like, oh, that makes sense. She's very uh, nice cleavage. So what were we gonna do now? Yeah, her, uh, her boobs would never lie. Boobs don't lie. They're always boobs. <laughs> uh, so, Trademark. <laughs> That's one of uh, our So anyway, they find out <laughs> that, the, that the real old... Boops don't lie. Boops don't lie. That's your yeah, that's that's, voice. She sounds like a robot. She sounds like what a she f- sounds like, yeah. frog goat. Uh, goat creature. Yeah, like a, a, a frog-a-cabra. She sounds like she's a cabra I don't know, something like that. Chupacabra? Yeah, but like with frog in there somehow. Yeah. Chupacabra. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Someone's, no, someone's brain's that. working. Full percent, full percent. <laughs> what she sounds like. Anyway, I find out that the old, that the other vampire, the old evil one, he's out on a boat. But the way he gets from his boat to the land to attack people is he turns himself into fog. Also, they find his boat because the emperor's dog can smell vampires. Yeah, it's purebred. So this beer, he's not gluten free. Has to do with that. Nate, so, what is this? So this beer is called. Phase Change by Lagunitas. It is a seasonally unexpected wet hopped juicy ale, unfiltered. It's one of their wet their one hitter beers. So Lagunitas is a big. I forget who owns them now, but they're owned. But by, they're big. They're huge. Is it you know, Budweiser, Imbev, or whoever owns Heineken? I was on a cruise ship over the summer, and it's only macro level beers that you can get. You get Bud, you can get Coors, you can get Heineken. 
But they have now, on the, at least the ship I was on, they had uh, a Goose Island beer, because Goose Island is owned by InBev. They had a Lagunitas beer, and they actually had Sam Adams. So it was kind of fun. I could actually drink somewhat decent shit, because I had the drink package. It was a limited drink, so I really had to try to strategize. It was worth it, baby. I drank a lot of Goose Island. But um, they didn't have this one, because this is the one-hitters. These come out once a year, or more or less, depending on how successful they are. I don't think we've ever had any of these before. They're just kind of trying new things. This was literally yeah. in the grocery store, or not the grocery, the little. This is a really good bodega store, and they really only had like two six packs, and I bought one of them. They're it was nice. It's very nice. I didn't expect much. Since I've only ever seen like the big one and some some. We've done a bunch of Lagunitas. We've done Hop Stupid a couple times. We've done oh, right. something something. We've done something something extra. We've done a, but they're all they're all like market. variations on a theme. Yeah, there's nothing that stands out. Usually, it's like, oh, this is me. I'd say Waldo Special Ale. If you ever see that, that's an amazing triple IPA. That's a fantastic one. This Which, if we ever do Where's Waldo for the show, we should find that here. He's beer. behind the Ferris wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fall for it. That's odd law. Okay. So, the this vampire. This is a good beer. Uh, so, the vampire can change phase from himself to, a fo- to fog. So, technically, he sublimates. Oh. Science nerd. He can sublimate himself from <laughs> solid to gas, uh, and just which is also in Dracula. Interestingly enough, when I have gas, usually there's a solid behind it. Actually, <laughs> it's the precursor. And, and, it, and it's a little. And sometimes there's a liquid. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of spicy foods. You gotta have all three forms of matter like at a, once. It's like a sprinkler. It's like plasma. Well, yeah. Hopefully, there's no plasma in there because that would be <laughs> very painful. Uh very hot. Uh <laughs> So the spicy food is for. Ate a lot of hot peppers. <laughs> anyway, that's where that's the connection, and this beer is pretty good. That is nice. I like it. This is probably the best Lagunitas beer I've had. Uh, I'd have to say it's up there. I got it. You gotta have the Waldos. The Waldos is my favorite. I don't know the Waldos. We're, I'm gonna find next time. It's, it comes out once a year. We missed it probably this year because I wasn't shopping for Waldo books. <laughs> I guess if we did, you know, Ralph Waldo Emerson or something like that, I'd buy it too. Um, and then they are, they find out there's the boat, and all the fucking dopey guys go, like, oh, we're gonna go, we're gonna go kill the vampire now. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's cool. And they, I'm like, done stalking They throw someone in the water so that a fisherman will give them a raft, and they get in the raft, yeah. and they shoot a gun in the air, like, we're taking this raft. The fisherman's and, like, cool. And the cops are following the whole time, and they. But they're not call, good at non boating. They tell the uh, security guy at the marina, just let them go. I wanna see what they do. Because that's how being a cop works, apparently. And they go in, and they find this state-of-the-art yacht that the vampire has been on. It has, and I forget which one of the dudes, which one of the animals is able to identify, oh, that's an original Goya painting. It's pinto beans. <laughs> they, they could figure <laughs> out which, they like look in the, in the, the, the ship and like, this is, he's got priceless masterpieces of art hanging Which, you in know, here. you should not keep at sea. No, yeah. 100% the worst place for ancient fine art. <laughs> yes, good point. It ages very poorly in the salt air. And he has some sort of weird special HAL vampire ship thing where he tells him there's I can't, people. I can't do that, Dracula. Open the pod bay doors. And, he, and the, the grossest, the worst part of the thing, like, oh, and they find the cage that has like a bucket of human shit and blood smear on the walls. He's making meat pies. Well, it was the guy he had captured and fed off of for the weeks of his journey mm-hmm. and then eventually killed. Because when you drink some all of someone's blood, they turn into dust. Which, by the way, we never mentioned Jody has been drinking Thomas's blood. Yeah. For, you know, snacks. But not all of it, but just like a I little I feel bit. like she just bit him in the heat of the moment. No, no, he's, she's been feeding off him, man. Well, she, she did the first time. Yeah, yeah he's like, this is, she's touching my it, penis, I don't care. I didn't think he did it, she did it like after the first time or two. I like, think she, she did would, it. I don't know, I don't remember, but she did it a bunch of Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Nope. Because then they go vampire hunting. And they're like, oh, let's do this thing. And they're like, we've got five hours till sunset. Quick, sail back to shore, get a bunch of materials to make a bomb, then sail back to here, construct the bomb, and let's blow this boat up. Like, that's a reasonable amount of time. Because one of the guys in their crew is MacGyver. Yeah. And he, he's been out of work since the 80s. So he's been stocking shells. And he's like, I'm going to go to the store. And he gives them like a shopping list. But of course, because they're goons and funny dudes, one of the ingredients is like bourbon or something. Like, that's just for us to drink. And they drink that and make, make a bomb. Because the vampire is in this like 
He's in like a sealed under deck. Yeah, part, it, it, they can't get into. Or they can't. They can't like break. a pneumatic lift like, on it or something. Of, they have a bunch of swords, but they can't break open the uh, sealed deck door thing. I don't know. By the way, I, now I'm thinking about. It, I don't know how they didn't suffocate in the the hull of the ship with the stench of the emperor right next to them. I mean, this is the homeless man with two dogs. He must have mm. been ripe. The and emperor they, wasn't on the boat. He went with them. He's there. I do not remember. I don't know if he I went onto the boat. Think, he no. was there at the he marina, was, though. He was at the marina, but he didn't get onto the uh, boat. He, did he not get on the boat? It was okay, just the animals. That, well, yeah. then that explains it. Then. Yeah. Otherwise, this would have been unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> but then they blow up the thing. Yep. And what the hell is Jody doing at all this time, by the way? She shows up at the very end, right before the vampire man is about to kill everybody. She's like, no, don't do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, And they're yeah, about yeah. to kill him, and they, she saves them from each other. And, you know, in a flurry of two pages, she learns all about being a vampire and they electroplate both the vampires, but then they melt her. Oh. So, yeah, yeah. So, he skipped over the part where, as a present for Jody, he bought her two... Snapping turtles. Snapping turtles. So she could drink their blood, which is absurd. That's like it's a really super intense animal. Like, get her, get her like a turkey or a sheep. <laughs> Snapping turtles will bite your hand off easily. Yeah. And they're just like living in the bathtub. And he bought them in Chinatown. Because there were food there. Yeah, which is, you know, they're, they're intense fucking animals. And uh, he he sold them to an artist who it wanted was, to it make was, it was two make very flamboyant men of them, but they just electroplate the dead bodies. But they, yeah, they while they were alive, I guess. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, it was animal cruelty for sure. And he's 90s. like, wait, what were you gonna do? You killed them. Like, what did you think we were gonna do with them? Bugger them to death? Like we yeah. we fucking can we do, cover turtles. them in, in literally copper? literally no one likes snapping turtles. But then they do the same thing to both vampires, Jody and the vampire, because they go to sleep or something, and they t- and then. But then they let him out because no, they, let her out. they let her out because she's like, "Hey, I learned all about being a vampire in the ensuing page that we skipped, so, and now I'm she's, free, and I'm gonna make you a vampire, Thomas." And she's like, "Cool." Well, somehow she fog. I don't think she's gonna make him. But somehow she fogs out like if there's a hole or something. He he learned. She learned how to be a vampire from him in that day. Yeah, and then she fogs out of the ear holes of being a bronze sculpture. But how come the vampire didn't do it? The other guy who does, he does better, he even have he was, a name? He was dead. He was maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't leave an ear hole or something like that. He he's does have a name, that guy, but he's been a vampire forever. He's like an old alchemist. Larry. He's like it's. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna say Abe. I don't know what his name was. She breaks out of being a, a sculpture and she turns Thomas into a vampire with her, so she can they can like you know rub each other's genitals forever, and it's the end of the book. I don't think she turned him into a vampire. I don't. I don't remember that part. That was she was a hundred percent. She turned him into a vampire at the end of the book. Fuck. I thought. Yeah, I think so. That was like the ending, which is like uh, you're gonna love it, and he's like, cool, suck me dry, baby. Fava <laughs> beans. I gotta look it up. All right. Let's... Yeah, I, I, I think you're right because I think in the second book that was the end of the book was him becoming a vampire, so they could be vampires together. She never says it specifically. No, but she's it's, like, "This is gonna be it's awesome." Ninety-five percent implied. And there's this other guy that, but he's like, "Hey, there's a guy that could turn you back." She's like, "We'll do that later." Right now, I want to suck right, so yeah, some turn, strangers yeah. dry. Um, there's so many cool things you could do. You could become a fog or a mist or a really dank fart, <laughs> and you can just <laughs> go around and do some something. really wet air. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna prank people like crazy. It's gonna be like an episode of Punked. And yeah, we, there's the other guy that she kind of hooks back up with, like, "Hey, I want to cure you of being a vampire," and she's like, "Yeah, that sounds awesome because I don't want to be a vampire. I also don't want to die, though. You know, that's a, that's a tough, uh, tough choice. I guess you have to make. Hmm? Something tells me in the future books they'll figure out a way to balance that out because there's not like three of these. There's a bunch of there them. are. Yeah, is it bite me and you tri- suck or something? You suck and bite me. Yeah, you suck a love story and bite me a love story. You read you read the second one, right? I did. Yeah, I accidentally read it first. Yeah, for a while when we were planning this out, we had that title down. We thought that was the first of the series. We yeah. didn't realize we had the it's wrong It's kind of a better name, actually. Yeah, Bloodsucking Fiends is a little over the top. Mm-hmm. How was uh, how was Yusuk? I, I thought it was fine. I, I'm sure it's much in the vein of this. Hmm. I mean, it is definitely, but because I read it second, but didn't know, because it's so silly anyway, I didn't realize, oh, there must have been a lot of plot before this, because it kind of doesn't matter. I'm sure yeah, they're not serious books. So, um, of the Christopher Moore, Christopher Moore oeuvre that we've read, the ouvral, blah, blah, papillon, blah, blah, blah. That was the, the French, French words I know. I'm just, I'm really Butterfly? just channeling um, when Will Ferrell pretends to be James Lipton. He's like, I thought this was a pretty terrible one. 
I thought this was really. I mean, we've this done is, this Fool, is only my third one. Fool is by far the best of his books ever. And this is probably the fifth one now. Lamb is pretty okay. Mm-hmm. We've this is the one we've done, and I've read a couple. I've read, I've read, read a few more as well. Um, a dirty job, dirty job. I read, and I read the whale one. I forgot what that one was called. But they were all. This one was the weakest. I have to say, and uh, I've only read the three of these, and this one was absolutely the weakest. I think part of it is that so much of it sounds like the other books. Like the main character, the main male character, sounded like Biff to me throughout much of the book. He made less jokes. But there's still plenty of but old, it's, no, tiny, yeah, no, it's, corny, easy jokes. A uh, lot just of every them. time I read one, Christopher Moore seems more and more like someone who is very impressed with himself. I mean, it's, it, it must be difficult to write. Like Comedy is hard in general. Um, but this one, to this one write was, this one was it, like it's a, even more difficult. There's yeah, no delivery. I mean, to it. this one for me felt almost like not even a comedy. It was like a, it was like another book with like some comedic lines, but it didn't feel like a comedy. I think when he was writing it, there's a lot of scenes. You're like, that'll be funny and goofy. Oh, they're playing, they're bowling with a turkey. But That's yeah, funny. But it, it didn't feel, it didn't feel like the other ones at all. And it, you know, for, for the worse, because he's clearly like a comedy writer, and he tried. For this one, it felt me like tried to make it kind of goofy, but just it didn't. And it was just like, eh, whatever. Well, this is one of his earlier books. I yeah. Mean, true. And he was sort of, you know, because he's, you know, because it's supposed to be satire, uh, and he was sort of making fun of the, you know, interview with the vampire craze at the time. And he was just trying to kind of do that, but in a satire way. But it's actually less crazy than some of the other books. It's less true. less out there. I also thought the ending of this felt a lot like the ending of Lamb. Super abrupt. Which is very abrupt. And it's like that female character is like, hey, things are crazy. I got so much to show you. We have adventures. And that's exactly how Lamb ended. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly yeah. how this ended. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, you're here too? Yeah, and I'm going to show you everything. Oh, my God, that's awesome. And touch my penis too? The end. Acknowledgements. It, it just felt really abrupt and carbon copied from his other books. Yeah. It wasn't. I, there were a few moments when I chuckled a little bit. But it was mostly really... Easy jokes about like, oh, oh, that's the problem when you go down to that neighborhood, all the gay guys, you got to listen to Barbara Streisand. You know, like the kind of like fucking lame jokes yeah, that I guess 20 of, years ago were like funnier. The, I don't the, know. The joke, like, I, I did not love Fool. I thought it was the best of these. I thought it was pretty funny. But I it, thought it was funny. It, was, it, was, it, was, it had lot. moments of funny, but it was kind of just like, okay, man, I get it. You're a funny guy. But this one felt like, like a prototype of that where he hadn't quite gotten it yet. Looking back on it, I think one thing that might have made Fool feel special or different is that it's also extremely disrespectful of the source material. But also, it's a parody, but and like it's a comedy. But you like know, it's, for it, th- for the source material, like it had a source material, so he had another story to work off of. Yeah, yeah. to actually write a story. He'd write a funny version of something that already existed. Well, that might have helped him because yeah. this plots this are book, dumb. the plot, it's all his own. The plot, plot was yeah. like not much of a plot. She's a vampire, she makes a friend, and they kill a vampire, and then they're vampires together. But then also, the, the real conflict, sort of, uh, I thought, why did that guy make her a vampire? Who is that guy? Why he, is he doing it? They, they had that whole, thing, they had that whole thing about how he like, tried to make a vampire friend earlier. He made that lady in the Amazon, and she lasted for a little while, but then she started making herself into a god, and so they killed her, or he killed her, I don't remember. And he hadn't tried to make another friend in like a hundred years. And he was trying again. He's like, this she could work out good, but then, you know. This is not as clever as Fool. It's not Definitely. nearly just as more clever. clever. And so there you go. Yeah, all right. All right. I guess it sounds like we all that agree. Period. That's what happened. Yeah. Ew. Speaking of blood. <laughs> well, uh, which, which one of these beers uh, sucked the least? Blood. I don't know. I really, actually, you know actually, I, there's a few. There's a, there's there's, there's a few some good different ones. Different good ones. Yeah. strong day. I think the uh, rigor mortis did you do CL was very good. I like that one, but I am leaning towards either the Kung Pao or the Devil's Hopyard. Oh, I, I, my vote's for Kung Pao, even though I, I liked I liked everything actually. It's a good day. I'm leaning towards Kung Pao if only for it's a little more different than most stuff. Good beers, shitty book. All right. Yeah. We won on some level. I mean, I won. <laughs> I don't know about you, the listener. You don't get to drink the beers. But you can go seek him out. Probably never read the book either. 
All right, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram, drunkguysbookclub. And if you've listened this long, uh, don't make us hunt you down into your hermetically sealed tomb in your boat. In a boat! Blow it up. Uh, just leave us a review. That'd be really helpful. Uh, or we'll throw frozen turkeys at you. I don't know. Something. <laughs> get fucking, just give us a review. As long as it's five stars. Thank you. We are also a member of the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters, which you should also check out. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.